The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Guru. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Woohoo! For issues! Woo-hoo. I want to have as many issues as possible before we mm-hmm. call this one done. <laughs> we are the intrepid sum. That's what's his name, who's he, what's it, and uh, myself. You're Bob for Thingamabob, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you had to say for Bob. The most, for the most imaginative, that word, unimaginative, that word, uh, call sign and Top Gun Maverick. There's actually a guy whose call sign was Bob. Loved it. <laughs> Hey, but he was he was total bad, you know. He he was awesome. He was he, he but yeah, his name was his call sign was Bob and on his helmet, Bob. I just loved it. It's like okay. Which is weird because his real name was Dave. <laughs> All right. I had to say Bob. Zoe has her own little um space agency and Legos going uh-huh. with with Lego space minifigs and whatnot. Yeah. Her space agency is called BASA, the Bob Aeronautical Space Association. There's Bob, Bobby, Bobolina, something, something. There are like five, six more with the name Bob in it and Stan. <laughs> Stan is the affirmative action. That sounds too much like the uh, the Bruce's philosophy department. <laughs> so. What if we call you Bruce to keep it clear? <laughs> 
<laughs> if you recognize that reference, congratulations. You're old. Yeah. So um, check out the homepage. Yes, it's behind. I apologize. It will be caught up because I'm going to have downtime here in a couple of weeks where I can get caught up. Um, but you can still check out our affiliates. Uh, supporting them supports us. Uh, check out Toink. They got some great products. And we just had a great giveaway of, um, of some Guardians of the Galaxy merch. It was pretty sweet. So, and that all coincided with the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, mm-hmm. uh, which led to one of the topics we're going to be talking tonight, and that is our picks, and of course, your picks of what we want to hear up to the year 1988 in a Guardians project, film, game, TV show, Lego series, whatever. If it's Guardians of the Galaxy, something we want to hear on the soundtrack. But before that, uh, Kylan, you had some breaking news for us tonight. I did, yeah. Uh, this and this uh, uh, dropped a few hours before we actually recorded. This is on Thursday, June the 9th. Uh, so we got word uh, from uh, the man himself, Mr. Feige, that we are getting a Thunderbolts movie. Yep, that's right. We are getting a Thunderbolts movie, and they've already announced the director, Jake Schreier. So, um, and it looks like we also have a writer. We have Eric Pearson to write the script. Uh, that was the, and he looks like he was the same writer for Black Widow. So, um, yeah, guys, this is happening. And it looks like this may have been one of those that they've been holding on to in their back pocket. And they were just waiting for when to announce it. Uh, because usually once a project is announced, it's more or less sort of this, I don't know, that this concept that's out there and you watch it take shape. Like all of a sudden, you know, they find a director, then they find writers and they announce the lead right. and that sort of thing. Well, we're not that far along, but we are pretty far along if we already have a director and writer. So do you think, um, Part of the motivation for this is the fact that since William Hurt has passed away and the team is named after him, perhaps that in the MCU, Thunderbolt has passed away and they're forming this team to honor him and his legacy and to go up and and be that group that strictly adheres to the Sokovia Accords. I could, I could definitely see that. I, I could see that too. And, for all we know, and that's a big question mark with that, uh, there may have been some footage already out there or or, or, or filmed for because uh, I don't see how we can we how we can have a Thunderbolts movie without some presence of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong, but that's just my thought. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, in thinking of what we've seen in the more recent movies uh, in the MCU, uh, the first comic incarnation was led by Baron Zemo. Uh Uh, And the other members included Songbird, Moonstone, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent, Crossbones, Abomination, Ghosts, and others. Now, I will want to throw out there that 
there is an incarnation where Hawkeye has led the team and also Luke Cage has led the team. So, you know, this could go many directions. Well, it's funny how you mentioned that because we know Valentina, Julia Louise Dreyfus, has been recruiting people. Mm -hmm. So far, she's got U.S. agent Yolanda. Mm -hmm. She has Yolanda. She could easily get Taskmaster. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen Abomination. We've seen Abomination. We've seen Ghost. Uh, Crossbones. Well, that would be kind of hard. He's dead in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Somebody else could always pick it up, but you know, yeah. Mm. Songbird, can we switch that to Mockingbird and bring Bobby in? I would be so in on this since we were going to get a most wanted series. You bring in Bobby and Lance, and I am so all over this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you know what that means? That means Marvel's officially recognizing the canonicity. Is that a word? The, the state it is of now. the canon for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right yeah. now, and that, right now, that's the only show that's not recognized. Right. Agent Carter's recognized, but they kind of yeah. have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is is not recognized yeah. completely. It should be. Yeah. It should but, be. Yeah, we could go just about any... I, I doubt that we will see... I, I doubt we'll see the Baron Zemo-led Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I doubt I, I doubt it. I will not. I'm going to pump the brakes before I go saying we won't. I see the uh, Clint Barton-led version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, technically, isn't he still under house arrest, or did he get a pardon, or? I thought he got a pardon, man. Well, he may have. Oh, Hawkeye? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering, you know, he was responsible for helping save mankind i would like to think that you know he got a pardon yeah yeah he must have because he was just traipsing around new, new york, york like it's no big deal yeah. in um in hawkeye that's true so there you go so so yeah i i mean i don't i think it's very possible we will see luke cage in it mm-hmm. uh i would love to see luke cage in it yes i would i would love to see I, I would love to see Bobby. I would love mm-hmm. to see really just about anybody because I think we kind of got set up a little bit for Thunderbolts with No Way Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, No Way Home. Yeah. Because you see, you basically see the Sinister Six mm-hmm. or at least a big chunk of it and Spider-Man is helping them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea the the base idea of bad guys being good guys I, I, I don't want i don't want to go too far out on that branch but i think it's the redemption it, team yeah it's a redemption team and that's exactly what the thunderbolts were in the comics and, and in many ways it's almost marvel's version of suicide squad but not yeah. not quite the same no yeah so well Coming August 10th, which, you know, the days are getting longer, the weather's getting warmer. Um, but on August 10th, we're we're going to hear what Groot has to say about all that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm pretty sure we know what he's going to say. I am Groot. You got it in one. Yep. Um, 
this time it translates to Marvel Studios' I Am Groot is coming soon to Disney+. Plus, Coming August 10th. It's going to be a bunch of shorts. Uh, it's a series of original shorts following Baby Groot's glory days growing up and getting into trouble among the stars. Uh, take a look at the brand new poster uh, featuring a very relaxed Baby Groot just chilling out with his favorite tunes. I, I <laughs> love the... Want this poster? It's a cool poster. Yeah, the the poster is actually really cool. So, um, so that's pretty much it news wise. So we're gonna do. We have two sets of Fantastic Fours tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think which means Thirsty needs to count us down. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Sending to your screens now. So. Our first Fantastic Four takeaways. It's going to be the Kamala Chronicles. That's Chronicles with a K because of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first episode is called Generation Y. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start with number four. Eric, hit us up with number four. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with. Well, there's some that I know that I want to to cover, but I think I'm they're they're more important for later. So I'm going to start off with this one because you see it pretty much right off the bat. Uh, you have like the background graphics animated, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. kind of like it's like a augmented reality kind of th- you know thing that you're watching on your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the early days of Ally McBeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was basically like, you know, showing her emotional state or, you know, th- what's going through her head. And it is as heavily uh, meme savvy as we are becoming, I use that quote unquote loosely. Um, I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. It is a much different vibe than anything else that we've seen so far. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kylan, your number four. Uh, my number four is this is more of a just a general take on the on the on the episode as a whole. Well, actually, one thing in particular, and I say this because I want to preface this with looking at how teens have been portrayed in movies, TV shows in the last 10, 15 years. This show is a huge exception because Kamala is genuinely likable. And I that, that's like a pleasant surprise to me because uh, a lot of times I find – I don't want to say it's my age, but I find the teens recently to be really annoying. But Kamala is a genuinely likable kid, and I, that's, that's refreshing to me. Yeah. Did uh, you're not? It's not. If you're because you're old, well, I'm right there with you. And the thing that I know I have to keep in mind, and I think just about all all of us would do well to keep in mind, this show is not for us. No, this show is directed towards high schoolers. Zoe, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. the uh, the eighteen and under crowd. So, yeah, I mean, would a show directed at our age group use the animated background graphics? No. Well, might, but not quite like that. But right. yeah, but I, I totally agree with you, dude. She is likable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I, also, I mean, she's definitely a teenager, mm-hmm. but she's not a snot. No, no, he, no she's not. No, no. So 
I, I like that. So, um, my number four, I think, is the the whole motivation really behind this episode mm-hmm. of VengerCon, and that and how she wants to go because of her cosplay and her love for Captain Marvel. She really wants to show off this this cosplay of hers because she thinks she's got the best. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, well. We have Star Wars Celebration. Why can't we just go ahead and get a real-life Mar- uh, AvengerCon? Oh, we will. Oh, we will. We, we totally should. Um, and then I, I just want to throw a quick mention. Kudos to Joe Caramagna. His name is listed on the plaque leading into the school. <laughs> Way I to go, sir. I saw that there. Yes. Friend of the show, Joe Mon- Caramagna. Also, too, friend of the show, Ryan Panagos, is the... The MC at AvengerCon. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Agent M himself. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. AvengerCon definitely has to have be a thing. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. With a giant swinging Mjolnir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should we just go ahead and put in spoiler alert for those of you who may not have seen it already? Wait a second. Yeah, absolutely. Wait a second. I get there. Oh, spoiler alert. Thank you. Number three. Okay, back to me. Um, Okay, I am going to piggyback on something that Kylan said. Because, yes, uh, Kamala Khan is definitely likable. She's definitely relatable. And it does seem to be a relative breath of fresh air for most teen-targeted shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it seems something that I have noticed in plenty of teen targeted stuff uh, over the past several years is that the parents, the family, they're they're not – I won't say they're portrayed as the enemy, but they are definitely portrayed as a negative influence on the main character's life. Mm-hmm. That is – that's something that you see time and again. I mean you're seeing it in a lot of Disney projects now you know like yeah. Encanto and and Frozen and and Moana to, uh, as well it's it's cool to it's cool to pitch the independence of the child yeah but not at the um not at the expense of the parent correct mm-hmm. i was and trying to think of a different phrase but no, that works as a as a parent myself and Mike i know you are yep. you were you tried to do this as well you know, I try to be a positive influence in my son's life. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, yes, there are control, over-controlling parents out there. I understand that there are some bad family dynamics out there. I just, as a parent, I kind of get tired of seeing, you know, show after show after show or movie after movie after movie where the teen is held back and repressed and you know the the creators are undermining parents to a degree yeah yeah i mean well i I wouldn't say undermining parents so much as it's stripping authority away from parents no it's not it's not necessarily stripping authority it's painting parents as a negative figure Mm -hmm. yeah I, i i i will i will say i agree with that, I mean, there are very few properties out there where the the parents are portrayed as being um, 
sympathetic or understanding to what their kid is going through. Yeah. Um, and this particular case is not as bad per se, but what you ha- you also have a culture where um, the parents have a very strong influence in the kids' lives, and um, there's this uh, desire to maintain and protect your culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it, it's hard to. Well, it also seems to, like it also seems like too the parents are also being a little bit more overprotective of Kamala as well mm-hmm. because of the culture. Yes. And they are the, yeah. the older brother. I mean, I, I get, I get the cultural side of this mm-hmm. and I, I'm trying not to, I'm not, I'm trying not to rant too, too strongly about it because it's good. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it sounds like I'm three bad words away from review bombing and being wrong with the toxic fandom and all that good stuff. Oh, um, just to it, just to derail for a quick second. Yeah, have you heard that they that Miss Marvel's being review bombed heavily yes, on what IMDb? I think it is uh, really or yeah, Rotten so. Tomatoes. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, they're why? getting review bombed. Oh, well, I already know why. But. Well. I mean, there are so many different reasons that you would want to review bomb something. I mean, but I, I don't know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to shill for Marvel if I don't think it's worth it. Right. We will give tough love. Season We've one. Done Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real. It's just. It's not gonna. It's not gonna kill your ratings, Marvel. To you know, to to give some sympathetic angles to the parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, they can have their faults. They can they can be not perfect. I mean, they can't. It's it's okay if you don't want to make them all Cliff and Denise Huxtable. That's no, no uh, God. The mom's name in Huxtable in a Cosby Show. Uh, Claire. Claire. Alicia Rashad Claire. was her Claire. That's it. Claire. Yeah. Claire. They can't all be Cliff and Claire Huxtable. No, I get that. But give us a reason to like a parent every once in a while. We'd appreciate there, it. There's been one. I, I I can point to one right now. Okay, Aunt May. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Aunt go. May. Okay. And I and Aunt May was that she she was supportive of Peter, but when he was being a little snot, she called him on it. Yeah. Yep. So so we we do see that. Um, and you know and you know maybe and I'm not trying to give a pass to anyone, but maybe because of. What's coming? We already know that the mother. Mm, I probably shouldn't mention that. Uh, I'll wait till we get a little deeper into it before I bring that up. But I'm just going to put a pin in that, and we can move on. I, I, I think we have similar pins. Okay. All right. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's just my my take. Would like to see more positive parental influences in mm-hmm. shows like this. Kylan, your number three. Uh, my number three is. Um, I liked, although, you know, you had the typical nerd experience with Kamala, like going to school and, you know, some people speaking to her and other people ignoring her and, and, and all that, you know, you see that, but at the same time, you see that she, she has a really a pretty good thing going on because she has a really good friend. She has a couple of really good friends, 
And it just seems like that that's like, you know, they're their own little tribe and that works for them. And it seems like that they're actually it's not like they're united because they're outsiders. They're united because they genuinely like each other. Yeah. But and that's on the outside. That's the external life. But Kamala's internal life, you know, along you know, with the vivid ag- imagination that we see, um, it's interesting how they're portraying that. How on one side it can be this extremely positive thing, and on the other side it can be this extremely di- this extreme distraction for her. Yeah. But I'm liking it, and I'm curious to see how this is going to work out. Well, my number three kind of goes along with Eric's. Um, this is where we see them try to show more supportive parents, but I think they kind of broached it the wrong way, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Hulk costumes. Yeah. Big Hulk, Little say, Hulk. I will say, I did like the dad done up as the Hulk. Yeah. Yes. I, and I love how the outfit was padded. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but... Then we go back to the reaction of, you know, kid wants nothing to do with dad. Mm-hmm. You got a free ride at this point in time, put up with a little embarrassment. Mm-hmm. It's a rite of passage as a, as a parent. Well, except for Eric's case, when the kid buys a stormtrooper helmet and wears it with everything else and tries <laughs> to embarrass dad. Oh, he has yet to embarrass me like that. So Mike is referring to star Wars celebration when, um, Back in 2017, when it was in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, Mac and I went down, and we were – it was a great time. The celebration is a bucket list item for anybody who considers themselves a geek. Mm -hmm. A mighty Marvel geek, a Star Wars geek, whatever. It's it's definitely worth it. Um, He found him a Stormtrooper helmet, and he wore it pretty much – well, he didn't wear it to bed. He uh, he did wear it to orientation for his senior year in high school. <laughs> and, and I don't think I, I don't think I've told this story. Um, of course, this was like during you know tw- during twenty twenty. So you know, COVID, COVID, COVID. So the uh, the the instructions for the orientation said that you have to wear a mask. You, you you can't come in without a mask. Okay. And Mac, he wanted to be he wanted to dress up because you know he does he he likes dressing up more than his dad does. So he is wearing a suit, an actual honest to god suit. Okay. And he has this walking cane, this silver headed wolf styled walking cane. While he is wearing a stormtrooper helmet, we walk in. I said, "Where do you want to sit?" And he pointed to the seats right in front of the principal. <laughs> <laughs> and we waited and waited to make sure or to see if he was going to be able to get through the presentation with a straight face. But I am sorry, I have completely derailed this ep- this issue. I'm sorry. So, uh, moving right along. Number two. I'll be back to Eric. Okay. I do not want to steal Kylan's thunder because I think I know where he's going with that pin. Yeah. Go, so go for it. Maybe we I, can. I, yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. If you're letting me do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we all can agree 
That's a monkey fighting quantum band that she's got. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's my number two as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and her mom knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So there is a huge Harry Potter and the Dursleys vibe going right there. <laughs> Hey, it's only Look, appropriate because it also ties in with with the Lars Kenobi headbutting going on mm-hmm. on Disney Plus at this very yeah. moment as well. Yeah, but yeah, her mom knows that is a quantum band. Mm-hmm. That is why you saw her reaction the moment she laid eyes on it, mm-hmm. and she didn't just say, "Oh, it's just junk." No, she was like saying, "That's junk." Like somebody was hissing out the word vampires. Yes. In an old horror movie. So now that actually kind of, that kind of plays into the, to the overprotectedness just a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a family history there. Especially when she says, I'm trying to save you from yourself. There's a family history Mm -hmm. here and I, and it's going to come out more and more, which if this is the way they're going to not have her powers come from Terrigen mm-hmm. and be more inhuman since they're trying in the MCU stay away from the inhumans at the moment. Mm-hmm. This, you know, she's still having the same abilities with this new power mm-hmm. that she's being portrayed with in the MCU as opposed to the stretch abilities that she was getting in the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Right. I, I'm perfectly, f- you know, especially if that's a quantum band and, and we're tying yeah. in the whole cosmic thing yeah, with, with, cosmic. with, uh, you know, with phase four. Mm-hmm. So we're Which, doing the cosmic and mystical. And I, I have to say, because, okay, because of what Eric pointed out and true, that was going to be mine, but it made me think about something else. And like her mom's response to uh, you know, and the fact that she actually mentioned cosmic mm-hmm. instead of saying superpowered or whatever, she said cosmic. My thing is this: obviously, there's no problem with superheroes because Hulk was okay. Mm-hmm. So, but her mom's response to Captain Marvel was that it was you know that that it's almost like. That that was the no no, yeah. And I do believe it is tied to what that band, the the power that that band possesses. Or and I don't know if the mom, the mom has to know something about it. I think yeah. I think so um, because of the way she reacts. But yeah. my my original take with the way mom was approaching Captain Marvel was almost a, a and I could very easily be wrong. I probably mm-hmm. am, but it's it's my interpretation mm-hmm. is, yes, it's okay to have positive female role model, mm-hmm. even in that culture. But Captain Marvel's too much female empowerment. Maybe I, I get I got that feeling. Um, that, that was my initial thought until yeah. the, until the band, until that band. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's, here's just a crazy thought. OK. OK. Carol Danvers was basically she, she was an agent of the Cree, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Who's the Cree's greatest enemy? Squirrels. Squirrels. What if the parents are actually squirrels? Oh, oh. Mm. Kylan, did I just get your number one? No. Okay, good. No, I I didn't even. Oh. I, I mean, 
let, let me let me just explain, go ahead. Is, it would is, also explain. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is go this ahead. your number one? No. Okay. So go ahead and wrap it up. No, my no. It's just it, this was something that just popped into my head. It would explain how, what you know how she knows how mm. she knows about you know what the band is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wow. would explain her her dislike of Captain Marvel, but as a basically an alien on Earth, she would know about the quantum bands. True. I'm I'm gonna note that uh, I, I you know just just because that's uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna know at first I now I I gotta note it man so I, this is this is possibly just a complete total out of left field kind of thing so well on to number one okay my number one and it plays into our our collective number two mm-hmm. where's the other. Good point. Where's the other quantum band? Good point. That's it. <laughs> Just where's the other? Okay. The well, Thailand, I, I, I want to believe that by the time we get to the last episode in this series, that's a question that'll be answered. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Big question mark. So Kylan, you're number one. The music. The music, man. Uh-huh. I, I mean, you guys know me. I'm, I'm a big music person, and uh-huh. I just loved the, the the role that the music played. Not it wasn't to the point of being his own character. It wasn't, but it no. definitely yeah. added to the general mood or general scene of what was going on at the time. And, and we'll get into that here shortly. And and did it was it just me or did it sound like the original version of Star Spangled Man? When they get to the con and you hear yeah, Star Spangled yeah. Man in the background, does that not sound like the version from the first Captain America movie? It did. It does. It does. It does. It does. My number one? Mm-hmm. Let's touch on the end credit scene. Damage ah, control. Okay. Yep. Eric's now there looking. There was an end credit scene. Yeah, man. There was an end credit. <laughs> of course there was an end credit scene. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, guys, I don't know if you could see it, but. I never turned it off. You can kind of see the TV screen in the background, and it yeah. is on the beginning of the end credits. Right? Yeah. So as soon as we get done here, I'm going to watch that. I'm just going to say damage control. And I will say, um, and I apologize if I'm ruining this for you, Eric, but the one agent there is the same agent that accused Aunt May of en- of endangering Peter. Okay. So... So, yeah, just just want to throw that out there. Okay. Um, so just to, to move on, uh, some Easter eggs that were in the paradise of AvengerCon. Um, according to Alal Falah, the executive producer and director of episode one, uh, mm-hmm. he explains that um, it was the most fun set we've ever had. Uh, everyone working on the show it was hard to step forward. It was hard to step foot on the Avengers concept and not turn into a mega fan immediately. Considering the plethora of Avengers items, references, hidden details, merchandise, food, photo ops, and that's just scratching the surface. Um, they continue on uh, by saying, we are fanboys ourselves, so we were taking selfies, putting on the Iron Ant-Man helmet, and playing with Thor's hammer. And then one of the producers came to us and was like, hey guys, focus, you have to direct the scene. <laughs> Okay, you know, I, I so cannot blame these guys. Yeah. I, I mean, if, 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 if we were on the set, I, I think we would be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. 
uh, one, one of my favorite things was uh, a clear example of, um, of an Easter egg was how Groot is just simply called Mr. Tree. <laughs> and they go, we know his name is Groot. We know he's Groot, but does the average person in the Miss Marvel's Jersey City know he's Groot? Nope. What else do they, what, what else to call him other than Mr. Tree? Yeah. I, I can so see it's it's almost it that part made me cackle because mainly because you're familiar with the character Guido from like X-Men and X Factor and yep. all the X titles. Well, during the um during the Johnson and Strowman run on X Factor, uh Guido was told he had to come up with a code name before going into a press conference. And so somebody out in the audience shouts Hey, that must be the strong guy. Every team has a strong guy. <laughs> and Val Cooper says, yes. And his name is, and she looks at Guido and he just goes, um, strong guy. So basically we have our strong guy yeah. in the MCU. So, and I just love that. Now, Kylan had mentioned the music. Here is every song featured in episode one. Okay. Blinding Lights by The weekend. Mm-hmm. Disco Gully. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. I don't want to talk. Oh, not. Oh, nonba reflection. Oh, Lord. They're ca- they're counting that by Mr. Wilson. Yep. Mr. Wilson, the guidance counselor. He quotes one line and she totally calls him on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, by the Linda Lindas. Uh, Coco Corina, Star Spangled Man by the Star Spangled Singers. Then it sounds like that was the original version. Yep. So, Nai, I love you. Carmen, sweet number one. Habanera, Sinkies, My Type, Probably mm-hmm. Presents, and Rosie. I'm going to have to pull up. I didn't recognize the suite from Carmen. I'm going to have to pull that up. So, um, it does not say anything on whether they're going to be releasing this on Google Play or Google Music or Apple Music, you know, where you go get the soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that's the soundtrack. Speaking yeah. of soundtracks. Speaking of soundtracks. Yeah. And when you were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy earlier, I had to run off and get my very dusty uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Lego set, complete I, with everyone's favorite character, Taser Face. I have right here my bootleg Groot, Lego Groot. There you go. It's bootleg, but he's kind of cool. cool. There you go. Because it's Lego, metaphorical. Lego never made one that big like that. No. But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So we 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 said we wanted up to four songs from from our agents to of what you would want to hear up to 1988 when Quill is abducted for a future guardians project whether it's ride theme park show the next movie tv specials shorts lego games whatever the following we have gotten 12 songs from the agents mm-hmm. so we're going to start with frankenstein by the Edgar wonder group nice mm-hmm. saturday night bay city rollers nice okay hello it's me todd rugen okay shine a little love electric light orchestra okay I'm predicting a lot of ELO in, in all this. Mm-hmm. Candida by Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> I, I can totally see that. Take a chance on me by ABBA. 
this yeah. is the next one. I totally God, I haven't thought about this group in forever. Roxette by Doctor Feel Good. Okay, <laughs> that was a great surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love this choice. Mm-hmm. Don't stop believing by Journey. Excellent okay. choice. That's a good one. Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Should be right on that tail end of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Yep. Killer Queen by Queen. Yes, that's yep. a good one. And White Wedding by Billy Idol. A very good choice. My hat, if I were wearing a hat, I would take my hat off to the field agents who came up with this. Yes. Very well done, agents. Good job. Uh, chosen well. all around. Once this episode airs, I will share this issue. After this issue airs, I will share this playlist, which we titled the Awesome Agent Mix mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram, and along with the Intrepid Mix, which is That's the songs that we came up with. We're gonna yeah. give you we're gonna give you fifteen songs because we got our four plus honorable mention. Yes, we do. So number four. Kylan, what you got? Number four. Moments in Love by Art of Noise. Ooh. Ooh. Art of Noise. Good choice. Okay. Deal with that. Of course, you guys are going to either send me this list so I can add them to uh, the playlist, yeah. or y'all I'll are going to jump into the playlist and add them yourselves. Yeah. I'll send it. I'll send mine to you. Okay. Eric, you're number four. My number four. And I'm also going to like give some of my, my thoughts behind why I chose these. Um, Meredith Quill, her point in giving Peter the awesome mix was so he could he could enjoy, he can experience the music that she grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was born in 1961 and she uh, she died in 1988. So that's like 27 years thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. 20, yeah, roughly 27 years. And I debated whether or not I was going to include this one because it is from the 60s. But I figured she probably would have heard this when she was really young. Walk, Don't Run by The Ventures from 1964. Okay, okay. Uh, For me, what was my number four, I was very distinctly told, was in Infinity War. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I had to change it. So to replace it, I went with another great classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love this artist. It's Dr. John. Right place, wrong time. Ah, that's a good one. Nice. That's a good I, I, one. Yeah. Very uh, much fits. Choice. Very much fits uh, the Guardians. Because mm-hmm. they're always in the right place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And Dr. Teeth from The Electric Mayhem was based off Dr. John. Yep. Just in <laughs> case. You, if you're listening and you didn't know that, now you do. And knowing's half the battle. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Red lasers, blue lasers are the other 25% each. There you go. That's true. So, um, Highland. Number three. So, I picked this one, and I thought of this song because of what was popular when Peter went to uh, Disney, Epcot specifically, with his mother. Which would have been in 1987. Right. So, this song, it it just kind of screamed to me. And I can almost picture a young Peter loving this song. Walk the Dinosaur by Was Not Was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, especially since have y'all have y'all seen the video where he talks about where they where it's the interview 
He talks no, about how yeah. he 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 miss, he wants to go. He's looking forward to going to do to do the ride that has the dinosaurs in it. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah, that works. Yes. That works. I, I love I love that song. I almost picked that song. <laughs> I, 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 uh, no joke. I I I almost did. Yeah, I, I was just like, it it, it knocked it out and it knocked out one song for me. Actually, it did. It eventually completely knocked out. One song that may come up in a later project, but I, I feel like it was a good substitution. Yeah. So, so Eric, your number three. Uh, my number three. Uh, James Gunn once said in an interview that if the Guardians had a house band, it would have to be ELO. Mm-hmm. So I had to put an ELO song in this list. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting in my favorite ELO song of all time, and that is Don't Bring Me Down. Oh, yes. Yes. Good one, From 1979. Well, my my number three, I'm just going to say, with this song, wash away my troubles, wash away my pain, with the rain in Shambhala, wash away my sorrow, wash away my shame, with the rain, Shambhala. It is the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is helpful. Everyone is kind on the road to Shambhala. Everyone is lucky. Everyone is so kind on the road to Shambhala. That is a really good song. That is. I went with Shambhala from Three Dog Night. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my number three pick. All right. Number two. Uh, So my number two pick. If if the party is kind of slowing down, this song is guaranteed to bring the party up. If the party is already up, this song is guaranteed to elevate the party. I, you know, there's no more that needs to be said about it. I'm just going to say it. Atomic Dog by George Clinton. Yes. Yeah. Wow, wow. I, I, I just I just see that that's the song that you know they're going to be grooving to going through. You know, wherever they're going through, they're going to yes. be they're going to be listening to Atomic Dog. So there yeah. it is. We, we, we talked about that song last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Because that would have to be Drax's most philosophical song ever. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, you're number two. My number two. And there are several groups that just scream 70s mm-hmm. to me. And ELO is one of them. Another one is Kansas. Oh, yes. And so, I mean, when when you come down to when you, when you start talking about Kansas, the group, there's two songs that come to mind. Mm-hmm. There is "Dust in the Wind," which will ever be immortalized in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yep. as he's uh, using it for philosophy to discuss that with Socrates. Mm-hmm. But I actually went with the other one, "Point of No Return" from 1977. Ooh! Oh! See, I, I was going the other way with your second song, but that's okay. Carry on, my wayward son. Okay, three songs. <laughs> three songs. Yeah, I, I, I was with Mike. I was like, oh, 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 I wasn't expecting that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Carry on, my wayward son. Yeah. It, which, if you're riding in the escape pod with me and that song comes on, if you don't start singing, I'm kicking your butt out. <laughs> it, it, it's a house rule. Go go search on YouTube. Gwar covering Kansas. Carry on. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's so it's. 
Um, they, they favor that song so much in uh, the show Supernatural. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Mac was watching it one time, and there was a bunch of school kids singing it. And I'm just kind of like, what have I just walked in on? <laughs> oh, yeah. The music. There was a one that was uh, Supernatural, the musical. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, my number two, it's a bit of a blitz. Oh, my gosh. A ballroom blitz. My <laughs> sweet. Did the man in the back shout, everyone attack? Sure did. There's a man in the back, as a matter of fact. His eyes are as bright as the sun. There's a girl <laughs> in the corner. Let no one ignore her because she thinks she's the passionate one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I preferred the Tia Career cover myself, but that's yeah. outside the time, the, the, the time window. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But, but, you know. The original is great. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on. Number one. Uh, actually, you know, before we get to the number ones. Mm-hmm. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? I, you know what? I have an honorable mention. I had a choice here between the original or the cover. And because I'm a huge fan of this one particular band, I had to go with the cover. Even though I, I feel like that the cover... Does the original justice? I'm talking about Love Machine by Wham. Wow. They they recorded it on their first album, Wham Fantastic, which they went under Wham UK went under the name Wham UK, but because of you no know, legal issues, blah de blah de blah, they end up becoming Wham. They take off the UK and they put on the question the uh, exclamation point. All that being said, Love Machine by Wham is my honorable mention. Okay. Good job, Eric. Your okay, honorable mention. My honorable mention, and I think I dropped this last week. Uh, Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it just, it's just quirky enough to fit in. Especially if we could, if we could get in Southern Nights and come a little bit closer in Volume Two. Mm-hmm. I think we're good with this. My honorable mention can come as a surprise to, to probably you, the listeners. Our, our field agents, because um, I've been touting Rush, Tom Sawyer, for the longest time. It's not. It's the other great anthem song that's similar, that kind of almost could be Quill's theme song. By Foreigner, Jute Box Hero. Oh, I, I'm a little sad that you didn't put in Tom Sawyer, but... If you're going to replace it with something, that's a good choice. We have a future project coming up next month. We do have a future project so, coming up. Who knows? Tom Sawyer may, may appear there. Okay. So, alrighty. Now. Number one. My number one. And this is actually, this is what started off our conversation last week. Uh, I jumped on this as soon as we started the conversation. This is by band from my now home state, the Ohio Players. Love roller coaster. Huh? <laughs> How did that not get put in to Cosmic Rewind? I, I you know, and, it, it's, and that's it's why commercial. we talked about we. That's why yes. we talked about this. Yes, and this is what led to this topic was we went through the soundtrack and we're like one or two songs could have been replaced for Love Roller Coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. and after hearing Conga today while walking around, where was I? Oh. I went inside to grab something to drink after I got gas at a, at a Wawa. Mm-hmm. Conger came on. And I'm like, yeah, I love the song, but I don't think this is right for the ride. So until I experienced the ride with Conga, mm-hmm. it should have been replaced with 
love roller coaster and how they mm-hmm. did not do love roller coaster is so criminal criminal eric you're number one my number one it it's kind of one of my fa- it's it's okay it really it is my favorite song from this particular group and by group i really mean duo from 1985 the is would i lie to you Ooh. oh yes Ooh. Okay. very good um my number one have been in my mind ever since I got to work with them earlier or back in May at American Gardens Theater at Epcot, home of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Uh, they were part of the uh, Garden Rocks showcase during Flower and Garden here at Epcot, a group that I've been a fan with since the very beginning. Uh, lead singer is Terry Noon, who did audition for the role of Princess Leia for Star Wars really? at one point. Uh, the group is called Berlin. Big shout out to the gang and especially David Diamond, who uh, I became friends with um, during their time here. And uh, we follow each other on Facebook. Uh, so I'm going to have to send him this link to let him know, hey, <laughs> I gave y'all props. And this is another song that should be in a movie. It's not hold your or take my breath away. No, that that's Top Gun and only Top Gun. <laughs> I went with another great song by Berlin, and it's one of my top favorite songs. One of my top three favorite songs by Berlin, mm-hmm. Masquerade. I just heard that song today, and I just, it had been so long since I heard that song. That's, that's one of those songs that you don't understand why it doesn't get more play. Like, you probably listen to it, you hear that song more often on on like the classic the classic alternative stations i hate to say that i hate to call it classic alternative but you know what it is what it is so and so i heard that song man i'm like you know i i was like you know it's been a while since i've heard that song but that's a good one man that is a dang good song Mm -hmm. and to me it very much has a guardians vibe to it yes absolutely that's why it became my number one there you go so that's 15 of them. That's 15. I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen. Well, thank you, Thursday. <laughs> um, any final thoughts, guys? Uh, no, I, I think I'm uh, I need to go and dig up some music so I can uh, I, I, w- I want to go back and uh, listen to what the agents uh sent our way because they yeah, have some really good mixes, really good list. Yep. Yep. Yeah, seriously. Well, if you guys look up the Intrepid Trio, it's our username on Spotify, you will find other playlists that uh, we've been working on, such as the MCU Phase 1, 2, 3, and 4. So we have all the proper con- uh, soundtracks in the proper phases. Um, a section devoted to Marvel Animated, uh, which would be in Marvel movies and shows. And Marvel games that I'm working on pre MCU, trying to find all of those because um, we want I want I want this Spotify account to be the ultimate source of your Marvel music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going as deep as trying to find the soundtrack to the Incredible Hulk TV series. Okay, I believe the title track was called "The Lonely Man." Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to dig deep. If the soundtrack's there for David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, <laughs> I will put it there. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my, 
you, you do remember that there was a uh, Generation X uh, movie. Looks like that was going to be the pilot to a TV series. Came out about the same time as Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, yeah. as well. So, yeah. oh, sorry, it, it it didn't go. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> has a whole fury. It didn't go as planned. Has a whole fury. Not. I got I got to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> See, how do I respond to that? Oh, Howard the Duck. Yes, as soon as I can. Um, See, you can't fool us. We <laughs> know that all the Spotify stuff is really just an elaborate cover so you could put the Howard the Duck soundtrack up on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. And he's not denying it. Oh. No, he's not. He didn't say it. Well, the other, the other day when I went looking for it, I didn't say it. Uh, the other day when I, when I started all this, I tried to find it. I, it actually was not on here. It wasn't? The, not only was did he not deny it, he admitted he was looking for it. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Album-wise, I am not seeing, which is not good. Not liking this. Spotify has failed me. I know that some there's some songs or... Or depending on who the who held the rights to it, some uh, artists or albums are not on there. Yeah, but it's very few. I know Howard Jones was involved heavy with it. See, I there's song there's playlists that had the different songs. Well, not all of them. Some's inspired by. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Howard the Duck's going to be me uh, struggling to get them to. Uh, and it wasn't Howard Jones. It was Thomas Dolby. Oh, okay. That that does not sound unreasonable. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. This is this is horrible. I'm gonna have to, Sorry, uh, I'm gonna have to email. Um, I'm gonna have to email Spotify and go. Uh, hello, where where <laughs> where's where is this? There it is. So, uh, but like I said, source is going to be there. Um, you know, I I'm already phase four up through Miss Marvel is complete. Uh, so we're MCU. Uh, the only thing I got to go back for, uh, I got to double check where agent Carter fits. If that's phase one or phase two, uh, agents of shield, I'm going to throw into phase one. Cause that's when the show came out. Unless I just throw, unless I just throw all those into, uh, Marvel TV, but, Actually, I want to put those into the actual phases that they started in because Hawkeye, Loki, and all that are phase four, and that's where they're set. So, mm-hmm. uh, any final thoughts, guys? No, nope, I'm good. I'm good, man. As always, gentlemen, a great pleasure watching you work. Oh, she's being sweet. <laughs> Just kidding. Never mind. There she is. Uh, <laughs> there's the sass. Mm-hmm. Well, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be. <sighs> Try that again Thursday. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Uh, who wants to call it tonight? I got it. Nope. Just time to go dark.